0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matt Report, uh, special edition. As you can see from the top of this header, if all things go well, I'm using new software. (laughs) So you should see a graphic above my head. It should say Matt Report special. You should see my guest, which is actually this way, if I'm pointing the right way on the camera, Troy Dean. Everybody knows uh, his beautiful, beautiful face all the way from Australia. And what do we talk about here? Well, we talk about what people are doing in and around the WordPress space, people who are building businesses using WordPress, with WordPress, around WordPress. It's slash subscribe to stay connected. We are uh, season five. We are just getting to the halfway point. In fact, uh, at the day that this is recorded, the uh, first episode of the halfway point of season five is out. It's season 5B with my two co-hosts that ran the show without me. Troy, you, you've actually got some co-hosts now running the show without you. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. It's a wonderful it thing uh, yeah. to have other people uh, creating and producing content for a podcast. It adds a lot of sort of uh, depth to our, for our listeners. So make sure you check that out. It's all about software as a service. So if you're running uh, or plan on running a software as a service business, check out Season 5B. Troy, welcome to the program, sir.
1: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, you, man, a man of, of, of many talents acting, well. voice acting, <laughs> he's a, he's in a band, right? And then he's got all these other businesses. Troy, it's been a while since you've been on the airwaves. So for folks who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do?
1: Sure. So, um, most, notably, uh, founder of WP Elevation, which is a business, uh, community coaching program for WordPress consultants, um, and also Rockstar Empires, which is our new venture, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to um, how to productize their services and leverage the internet to grow their business. And at the moment, we've got to focus on helping those creative entrepreneurs uh, create and sell online courses, um, which is something that we've done pretty well in our business. So now we're teaching others how to do the same.
0: I mean, it's tremendous stuff to see where. Um, so I mean, where you've gone with WP Elevation. Uh, You know we you and I just actually recorded uh, an episode regarding mental health for your uh, for your audience and man I remember the you know speaking of sort of mental health and competition and oh man look at what that guy's doing. I mean I remember I remember just like. Seeing you launch a membership and I'm like, I guess I'll try that too, damn it. <laughs> and what a joke uh, that was. I shouldn't say it was a joke. I made some, made, made some great uh, relationships and a lot of people sort of connected uh, to my membership platform. But it didn't last. It is a hurdle to mm-hmm. run a membership site. Uh, and that we'll talk about today. Yeah. Um, where do you spend most of your time, though? Is it, is it the Rockstar Empires? Is it WP Elevation? And how do you just balance the two?
1: It's a really good question. I spent most of my time, um, the first part of this year, so January, February, March this year, I spent most of my time in Rockstar Empires. And now I'm back spending most of my time in WP Elevation and really really doubling down and, and refocusing our efforts on WP Elevation um, for a number of reasons. One, WP Elevation is an existing Uh, business It's a proven model. We have a great audience. Um, We're really trying to scale that. We've got just over 700 members in the program as of now. We're aiming to get to 1,000 by the end of June. Um, We've got some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. And it requires a lot of attention because it's a very high-touch business. Even though it's an online leveraged coaching program, it's still very high-touch. Rockstar Empires is the long game for me. And I'm in no rush, <laughs> which, is a, which is a beautiful thing, man, because, you know, I used to be in a major rush and we'll talk more about this and how it plays in your mental health. But um, I, yeah, used to be in a major rush and I'm just not in any rush anymore. I'm definitely playing the long game in Rockstar. And so Rockstar Empires, the value proposition there is Rockstar Empires is for small business owners, what WP Elevation is for WordPress consultants. So, you know, you, you and I have both done client services for um, for clients building WordPress websites, and we know the challenges on both sides of that transaction. A lot of people, a lot of people say web developers aren't very good with clients. Maybe that's true, but here's another thing: clients aren't very good with web developers <laughs> either, right? <laughs> right? So, so I love the internet, Matt. I mean, you know, you know this. Um, the the internet has changed my life. The I, the internet saved my life, really. Right. I mean, I know that's a big bold statement, but I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly unemployable. I kind of bottomed out in my mid-20s. You know, I, I really was not having a good time. Um, and the internet really, really gave me connections with people and allowed me to be myself and express myself and to, and to do the creative projects that I wanted to do. And so I'm so passionate about how the internet can help small business owners. And I'm really passionate about small business too because – small business for me i think is is a a great expression of yourself it really allows you to express yourself and be yourself and i think every small business is an extension and a manifestation of its owners and the internet uh, gives you these great tools and this great opportunity to leverage and to to grow a small business to support your lifestyle Mm. and um I just see small, so many – so I see opportunity everywhere I go. Every time I walk into a small business, I'm like, man, do you know, like, if you let me loose here for a month and gave me an internet <laughs> connection, I could transform this place, right? right. Uh, and small business owners don't have the time to sort of figure it out. So what happens is they go to a web developer um, with a half-baked idea. You know, we've been spending the last four years trying to help those web developers have better conversations with the clients. And m- the long-term focus for me is I want to help small business owners – you know, understand how they can better use the internet so that by the time they get to the web developer, they're already fueled up, they're skilled up, they know what they need, they're ready to produce content, they're ready to be super helpful, they understand online video, they understand how the internet works, and they, everyone can have a more meaningful conversation and get a better outcome. And so Rockstar Empires is the long game for us and uh, it's, it's bubbling away nicely, it's growing organically. Um, what I've learned, though, is that if you take your eye off the ball uh, for too long. Uh, like if I took my eye off WP elevation for too long um, without having the right people in the right seats to really run that business, then you end up with kind of two half baked pies in the oven mm. rather than one really good one, you know?
0: Right. There is. Uh, so let's just talk about that that strategy of going slow. And this might be just a sort of coincidence that you're taking it slow, or maybe it's just the inevitable when you're trying to balance a few things at once. But, um, I have a, a little sort of hobby website it's called swipe.blog and all it is is some of the absolute shitty uh, internet marketing copy that I copy from Facebook ads right you know uh, make seventy eight thousand dollars with this five dollar Facebook ad like all of these like whacked out things and I and I just use this yeah, as yeah. like a little sort of you know release to copy this stuff and, and put it on the yeah, site
1: yeah. Uh, I hope none of mine have made it on there. None
0: of yours have made it there, right? I mean, you're not promising these massive, like, you know, (laughs) pots of gold at the end of the rainbow.
1: We we Um, have this conversation all the time. It's like we're waiting for a Facebook ad. You know, we're waiting for like an infant. Like I'm ten months old, and I just made eight million (laughs) dollars in three seconds. Look at me drive this Ferrari. Right. So, so is the slow
0: game sort of to combat that? So you're not you know because it's a super competitive space i mean at least the stuff that i see so is that a way to say like okay look we can take our time with this we don't have to overpromise we don't have to get a lambo and and take a picture in front of it is that half of a strategy well, to that to a degree not really
1: I, I mean look part look maybe subconsciously part of it is you know my, my friend nick who i interviewed on my podcast recently is just a, just a real he's just got an incredible brain for business right he said to me he said to me he deliberately does the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Right, and I've heard this a lot. Uh, Dan Kennedy kind of drummed this into me when I was a GKIC in a circle member, and I used to get you know his newsletters on on CD every month, and I'd listen to them in the car. and He was like, "If you want the same results as everyone else, then do what everyone else is doing. If you want different results, then do something different." So maybe subconsciously, I I, I feel like we're I feel like we're overwhelmed with that horse shit on the internet where everyone's promising you can make a million dollars in three seconds by, by spending no money and just buy this $5 ebook. Right. Uh, I think everyone's overwhelmed by that stuff. But the other thing for me, part of it is managing my own anxiety. Like, you know, if I get too wound up about things, I I, I do get anxious and I start to freak out and I get overwhelmed. But also what I've learned as I've matured, Matt is <laughs> um, what's the rush. Right. Like, what are you going to do when you get there? Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like so you've got all the money, you've had the great party, you know, you've you've driven the fancy cars and you've been to the fancy nightclubs and you've had the models and you've had the cigars and you've you know taken the gold medal on the winner's podium, then what? Right. What do you do then? Like what's the point? And so one of the things uh one of the things that I've realized is that my attention has shifted from my, my attention has shifted to really sort of questioning, you know, what does it all mean? And that's reflected in you can you can always sort of see where I'm at by um, having a look what book I'm reading at uh, what book I'm reading uh, on my bedside table. And at the moment, I'm reading Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty intense book. Um and I mean, this is, a, you know, a guy that survived the Holocaust and and is one of the great thought leading psychologists and psychotherapists of our time. He, he died at the age of 92. Um, it's a fantastic book of, of hope uh, from a Holocaust survivor is just incredible in itself. And so one of the things that I've been exploring is, you know, the the meaning of life, really. And the meaning of life is not to make money because if you gave me a shit ton of money, I would probably get out of bed and come to this office and do what I do anyway right. because I enjoy impacting people's lives. I enjoy helping people. And when I go to WordCamp US last year in Philadelphia and um, Chris and Amber Hines come up to me after my talk and thank me for everything we've done because Chris has been able to quit his full-time job and stay at home and work with his wife and kids full time in the business and he gets to spend time with his family because of what he learned in our program and what he learned in our podcast, then, you know, that makes it all worthwhile. So, so what's the rush, right? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, I mean, every, everyone's in such a rush and I'm just, it's like the, the hare and the tortoise, the classic tale of the hare and the tortoise. And yeah. and uh,
0: do, do you yeah. feel uh, before you mentioned that the internet has sort of saved you or maybe even turned turned the ship around for you. Do you think it's, uh, no matter what you did, like, let's say, you know, you walked away from both businesses and I don't know, went to something else, uh, totally different. Uh, is the whole sort of sense of broadcasting on the internet and, and podcasting and and, and doing uh, video and stuff like that? Is that a, is that the creativeness that, that you like uh, nowadays?
1: Yeah. And also, um, <laughs> yes, it is. So it, it, you know, whatever business I went into these days, my business partner and I always joke about having a fish and chip shop. Whenever we get sick of the internet and technology and you know Australian internet speeds and uh, you know Adobe Creative Cloud not syncing your fonts and oh God. or whatever fr- whatever frustration it is, um, we're always like, you know what, screw it, man, we're going to open a fish and chip shop and we're just going to do away with the internet. But what you know, I can tell you now, if if I opened a fish and chip shop, I would make little videos about you know, why our fish is the best tasting fish in town and why our chips are the healthiest chips and why we use sweet potato. And I'd make little video blogs like that and I'd start a podcast and I'd interview other fish and chip shop owners, you know, (laughs) Um, and because A, it works, B, it's fun and C, so A, from a business strategy, it's a great business strategy, B, it's a lot of fun and C, um, you know, I'm a very uh, delicate, sensitive flower, man, and I need validation. (laughs) And, making videos and putting out podcasts on the internet is like instant validation i can publish something and within a few minutes we get comments and i'm like yes
0: someone loves me
1: so you know that's another reason i do it because yeah. it's it's just an amazing way to stay connected and yeah. and uh, and so i mean and it's great for your professional network dude i mean the amount oh, yeah. of people that um, I have a relationship with these days as opposed to four years ago. And that's a direct result of running a podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, just a side note, if I ever walked away from my businesses, I'd fancy myself uh, to be a landscaper. That's what I really cut grass, spread some mulch. Yeah. I just want to do yeah. God's work, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. I, but I would record, yeah. I would record all of it uh, and do the yeah. same thing. It's funny. I was doing um, in, in the local area. I've been doing a lot more sort of talking to people about getting into podcasts and doing a podcast and how it can affect their business. And I kid you not, there's a, I don't know if the Rotarian, do you have the Rotarian group in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. So I spoke to a local Rotarian group, a fairly good size, probably about 60 or 70 people in in this chapter. And uh, I presented on podcasting to them. I said, okay, so how many people here, before I started, how many people here listen to podcasts? And like four people raised their hands. (laughs) And I was like, oh God, sorry. How many of you actually want to start a podcast? nobody raise their hands right how many of you think you, this can actually change your business nobody raise your hands but then i ask things like how many of you are real estate agents right how many of you are staging homes or doing construction right all of these things with mm-hmm. copious amounts of like video and, and content opportunity and like mm-hmm. half the room right people are all in sales and, and you know insurance and real estate it's like wow this market is ripe for people like you oh yeah i bring that up because there's a local politician um and it's 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 voting it's going to be uh uh, voting uh in in uh, uh september or october and uh for the new mayor and somebody contacted me and they say hey look we need to start a podcast because we don't want anybody else to own that space you don't want anybody else to own that space. And that's like an, uh, an aha moment for me, right? Mm. Like, yes, that's correct. That's what it's about. Right. And when you're competing in the local space, this is a great separator.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: And that was sort of just a, 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 sort of a vomit there, but it's just amazing how many people and opportunity, uh, some people are missing for this stuff,
1: you know, Dan Kennedy talks about, uh, he talks about, uh, he talks about uh, this all the time. Like the way to own a category is to invent it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to like, I mean, you know, you and I, I mean, I think, I think you and I were the first people to talk about WordPress consultants. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was talking about WordPress developer, WordPress designer. And I remember listening to your podcast and, and I and I kind of had this thing for WordPress consultants and I discovered your word, your podcast and you actually said on one of your early episodes, you're like, why don't we just call ourselves WordPress consultants? And I, I visibly remember walking through the supermarket <laughs> going, having that moment going, yes, that's exactly what I've been saying. WordPress consultants, I'm not a developer and I'm not a designer, but I know how to put this shit together. And so if you think about, you know, the way to, the way to, um, broadcasting and having some kind of podcast is great authority positioning. It instantly gives you authority. And then you have the authority to invent your category. And so while everyone else out there is a personal trainer, you can be a body transformation expert. It's the same thing that you're selling at the end of the day. It's just packaged up differently. And it really speaks to the the high-end customer about the benefits that they're getting and they will believe you because you're a podcaster and you have that authority positioning and, you know, you, you are seen as an expert because you have a microphone or a camera. Right. Uh, it's, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. From when you started WP Elevation uh, till now, how, how have the consultants exiting the course changed? Are, are you seeing a difference, uh, a big difference in approach and in what people have to offer uh, maybe on the sort of uh, technology side is it have have your students gone even beyond integrating WordPress? Are they going into like marketing tools and and what does that whole thing look like from yeah. from when you and I chatted maybe three years ago?
1: So so it's funny um, we a lot of our members our mature members our what, what we call them alumni who have been through our course um and a lot of them are still with us and those that do uh, exit the program because they've gotten enough out of it and it's time to move on and they go and explore other trainings they can stay they talk about themselves as digital marketing consultants or digital business consultants so you know there's a lot of people you know integrating things like active campaign or Infusionsoft, or um you know taking wordpress and 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 plugging it into other Uh, tools and other um, software to provide a more holistic solution. So whether it's, you know, getting it to talk to the CRM or getting it to talk to a shopping cart or getting it to talk to some other third-party industry-specific piece of software – and and we and let's be clear, we don't teach WordPress development at right. uh, WP Elevation. We've we've just started rolling out some development training with Zach Gordon, but we haven't been a, a WordPress tech shop. We teach business consulting and and communication strategy. So as I said, now we are starting to roll out some more development um, training, but that's really for our members' staff, so that one of our members can go to a client and say, hey, this is what we can promise, and know that their team can deliver using best practices from what Zach's teaching in our development track. Um, but I think, I think what uh, our alumni experience more than anything is just a, a, a mindset shift and a boosting confidence. A lot of people come into – and you would have seen this. A lot of people come into WP Elevation and they're undercharging because WordPress is free, it's open source – There's so many free plugins available and there's a real mindset around, you know, I can't charge any more than 500 bucks for a website because, you know, it's only cost me like $37.50 in plugins and $3.50 in that ebook I bought to learn how to make a million dollars. So, you know, how do I charge more than 500 bucks? Uh, And so we take them through a process of just you know, forgetting about the tools and the technology and actually repositioning them as someone who's providing a solution. So that, you know, I reckon 80% of what we talk about ends up being mindset because once that's right, everything else kind of falls into place.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and again, just to draw parallels between that business and, and rockstars, is that the same sort of approach? Like, does that help you manage both where like your, maybe your syllabus or your structure is the same and that helps you sort of cope with two at the same time?
1: So WP Elevation has a very clear curriculum mm-hmm. and, it, and and the difference is, so WP Elevation looks at, if you were a member of WP Elevation, our curriculum is based on your client's journey through your business, which is kind of a novel approach because instead of getting all meta and internal and kind of reflecting on your business, we look at your client's journey through your business and we try and position you so that you provide your client with an amazing, delightful experience. Sure. Rockstar Empires is... still very heavy on mindset because a lot of what we teach at rockstar empires is is taking you as a um as a uh podiatrist for example i'll use podiatrist as an example we've got a podiatrist who's looking at um, packaging up his podiatry clinic and licensing it to franchisees and so he's going to be making a course to teach other franchisees how to run his clinic essentially and he's Um, you know, you've got to reposition yourself just as from, you know, a podiatrist to the podiatrist, the rock star podiatrist. You are the architect, the realtor, the landscape gardener, the podiatrist that every other person in that vertical wants to learn from because you've got some success, you've got some runs on the board, you're speaking at conferences, you're publishing videos on YouTube, you've got a podcast. It's all that positioning stuff that positions you as the rock star. And then we have a very specific curriculum that walks you through how to create course we have a turnkey solution because we create so many courses internally we had to put together a system that makes it possible for Mike our coach in the UK and Christina in the US and Kath here in Sydney to produce their own courses in a consistent fashion so we put that turnkey system together and then that's the turnkey system that we now teach over at Rockstar Empires so that You know, the graphic designer um, can teach other graphic designers how to run a graphic design business or can teach the DIY crowd how to design their own, um, you know, brochures because they can't afford to hire the graphic designer to do it themselves. And if you're teaching the DIY crowd how to do what it is you do, it's great positioning because you obviously know what you're talking about because you're teaching others how to do it.
0: Sure. that So that same structure, and, and this question is, how do you scale a team for a, pro- for a company like this? Were you able to sort of just use your own framework and promote people from within the community as, as quote-unquote employees?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we did. So first off, the, um, we knew, you know, we got to like, we got to like 400 members or something. And and I was freaking out going, I, I just, you know, and it was me. I was the coach and I was handling all <laughs> the questions. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this on my own. Um, Christina Romero in the States had kind of become, uh, had very quickly become like, the literally the poster girl like her photo and testimonial is on our banners that we take to conferences so she literally became the poster girl for WP elevation stay-at-home mom three kids under the age of six ended up doing over 50k a year just in recurring through website care plans and then was kind of like you know picking and choosing the project she wanted to work on and was working like 15 hours a week and I was like this is amazing this is exactly why this program exists because you know I want to empower people to do this so I reached out to her and said and she was already kind of doing the job as a coach. She was directing traffic in our Facebook group, answering questions, doing all that kind of stuff, running her own webinars, teaching people how she set up her care plans. I was like, you know what? I think I should just start paying you because you're kind of doing the job as a of, of a coach. And then the conversation was, well, we need someone in the UK and Europe because those – poor guys are going to sit up until 11 o'clock every night to <laughs> listen to our coaching calls because of the time zones so then we reached out to mike who had been to our our mastermind in thailand we reached out to him and said hey dude you know he had some runs on the board he'd been through the program uh, he'd knocked it out of the park again he was really active in the facebook group and, and kind of doing the job anyway and so and then kath in sydney was the other obvious choice for us um and so It was like, all right, let's get you guys in those time zones, running coaching calls, presenting your own courses, running webinars, directing traffic in the Facebook group. Uh, Let's put you on a monthly retainer uh, and see what happens. And they were accepted really well by our community. Um, In addition to that, we have six mentors who kind of work for us kind of on a volunteer basis where they they get some additional benefits from our program. They get some um, private uh, kind of coaching from us. They get some additional access to us and they just sort of again, just really directing traffic when the newbies come into the program and they're like, uh, where do I find that proposal template? And they're, you know, telling them where to go on the members' website to find stuff. And those mentors again are, are there just to sort of help um, with the volume of of queries and also whenever we run live events, they come to our live events and they help facilitate our live events. So we are big on promoting from within the community because it's important. And in fact, Ray, who is our new operations manager, who is standing here next to me in the office, he uh, is a WP Elevation graduate and a Rockstar Empires graduate. And so he'd been through both programs and um, again, was just kind of, you know, Hanging around the, the the studio, helping me set up the live stream software and and flicking me all these things all the time, saying you should try this, you should do this, and coming into the office and going, hey dude, when you sent that email last night, there was this spelling error. And eventually, I was like, you know what, I think we should employ you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it took us about four months to get there. We we're kind of back and forth for a while, but um, for for you know, it became obvious to me who the team was because they just appeared in front of me, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it became obvious that I needed a team because I was, you know, facing a meltdown and and, and a burnout and um, uh, and you can't do it all on your own, man. And it's, it's really uh, – it's a tricky dance to sort of let go of the reins, let go of control, watch other people make mistakes and go, that's okay, I'm okay with that. That's how we're all going to learn. Um, and to really – and to also realize that this is – this started as an idea in my head, but it's now become way bigger than me. And I don't want to control it. I don't want to own it. In fact, I'm looking forward to the day that I log into the WP Elevation members website and I don't recognize the content because it's all taught by other people. And, you know, I'm just like an advisor to the company. That's right. really ultimately where I would like to end up.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I mean, it, it, you know, for, for that for even just that sprint of being able to hire these, you know, handful of of people to help you out with this stuff is still leaps and bounds a huge you know win for 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 many businesses that that can't even that can't get there because one they don't want to give up that uh they don't want to give up that seat right they they want mm. the control they don't want somebody else to represent them maybe because they're afraid mm. or maybe because they just don't know how to um, yeah. but but also to your systems your internal systems um to sort of build all that stuff out uh, masterminds, right? Uh, Talking about this stuff, I'm in a mastermind. I've been in a few masterminds. Some have been really good. Some have been pretty bad. A lot of it has to do with sort of the, uh, what everybody's willing to put into one, right? And be accountable to each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. I saw you, and and you don't have to name this mastermind if you don't want to, but I remember seeing you on uh, being very vocal on either Facebook or Twitter about a mastermind that you went to you paid a lot of money for it and you just weren't happy um (laughs) i mean without nate i mean you don't have to name it if you don't want to sure but how you know how do you evaluate these as somebody who runs masterminds like you experience a bad one i mean you must sit back and be like what the hell like i could do this for this price
1: yeah well so here's the thing um Uh, I'm happy to talk about it and let's get it out of the way so everyone knows. So the event that I think you're talking about is, um, Michael Gerber ran an event in San Diego late last year. That's
0: probably what
1: it was. Yeah. yeah, It was called the dreaming room and I, it was a $5,000 a head event. Um, I actually got in as a podcaster. I actually got in on a media pass. Um, but there were a lot of people there who had flown from the other side of the planet and paid $5,000 to be there for the weekend. And uh, by, you know, 11 o'clock Saturday morning, it had become a bit of a pitch fest and um, and Michael was pitching a $12,000 a year program um, where, you know, you you learn how to develop the systems um, for your small business. And <clears throat> the unfortunate thing was, and uh, maybe it's a generational thing, but the unfortunate thing was as someone who has seen the free line pushed so far, um, m- you know, Michael, um, and he freely admitted that he, he was kind of building the runway as the plane was taking off. Um, but, you know, th- there were kind of the main systems that he outlined. You got to have, you got to have a customer that you got to have a, a, you know, customer delivery systems so to, to know the first thing you've got to set up is how you're going to deliver your product to your customers. Then you've got to set up a lead gen system. Then you've got to set up a lead conversion system. Then you've got to set up a, um, you know, a management system and then a leadership system. And there are seven, you know, these seven processes you got to roll out. And, The fatal error that he made is that he didn't actually show us one example of how he'd set this up in his current business before he pitched us his $12,000 a year program. And I think that was a fatal error. All he really had to do, I mean, he's the guy that wrote the book, the E-Myth. He's the guy that wrote the book on systems and processes and and. Really, he's a commentator on on what Ray Kroc did at McDonald's, mm. um, and a great commentator at that. And I and the E Myth was is a was a huge influence on me, and I have a ton of respect for for what Gerber did during that time. Unfortunately, the event in San Diego, he he really missed the mark because he didn't add enough value before he uh, pitched, and I thought that was very poor taste. So my rule is this: I won't pitch someone who's paid. Good money to be at one of our live events. If you pay money to come to one of our live, I just think that's poor taste. If you pay money to come to one of our live events, we are there to do work. We are there to work on your business and help you get unstuck and help you transform. And so that's, you know, we have certain rules around our live events. They're a very giving space. They are a sacred space. They are a safe environment. Anything that happens at our live events stays at our live events. We talk about revenue. We talk about the problems in our business. We talk about challenging spouses who are over-opinionated. There are tears. There are you know, there are hugs. It's a very intimate event and we try and make it a really safe environment for people to really um, expose themselves and their vulnerabilities and 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 tell the group what the symptoms are so that we can all work together to prescribe the right medication, if you know what I mean, or the right treatment. Uh, and so I think that's partially why our live events are so powerful and partially why I'm, I'm um, so disappointed with a lot of other live events that I go to because if I'm paying money to be at a live event, don't pitch me. You right. know, if I go to if I go to a if I go to a live event that's free, I expect to be pitched. Right. It's like <laughs> if you know I go to a free webinar, I expect you to pitch me. I, you're buying my time, and you can pitch me. That's totally cool. But if I'm going to pony up money to be on a webinar or a training course with you, don't then pitch me the next level. You know, that's just bad taste, right, and uh, right. yeah, and it, it's not cool.
0: Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you you bring up um, some of those positive points uh, of your of your live uh, in-person workshops and you know that that can transfer over to the people who just create a four or five person, you know, bi-weekly or monthly mastermind, right? And um, it yeah. really has to do with look, if people aren't willing to share and, and really connect, um, and if a lot of people just constantly, you know, Oh, I can't make it this meeting. I can't make it the next meeting. It's like, okay, well you have to like, we, we're all in this together. Um, and th- yeah. that's been the biggest, uh, sort of sticking point for me with sort of these small little masterminds with if people aren't willing to really contribute or they can't make these meetings and they're really not giving mm. back. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's all about finding those right people and not getting too big um, because, yeah. um, that, I mean, just having these small tight knit conversations is super important.
1: So here's an idea. One of the things I think is that if there's no skin in the game, people don't value the experience. And so it's tricky. We run mastermind events and people pay us to come to the event, right? right. And, that's, and we cover the cost of the room and we cover catering and we put on beautiful lunches and we, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And I can tell you frankly right now, because I fly out to the States, our mastermind events our mastermind events barely break even we do not make profit out of our mastermind events they barely break even i try and tie them in with when when a word camp is happening so i can go do the live event then go to a word camp and it kind of makes sense Um, but we don't make a profit out of our Live events. One day we would like to because the more profit we can make, the more live events we can run and the more coaches we can put on board and the the better experience we can make it for everyone. So I'm not allergic to making profit at all. Let me clear that (laughs) up. Um, Profit's a good thing, man. It helps you serve your customers. Um, But uh, what I can say is that free mastermind, uh, if you, you know, some free, especially online masterminds, they're very easy just to drop out. And usually the reason people drop out or don't turn up is because they're afraid to. To expose themselves and be vulnerable, so uh, one idea is just to to make it a very nominal amount and say, look, you know, if you want to be part of this mastermind, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be a couple of hundred bucks a month, and all of that money is going to um, a charity that we're going to nominate, you know, Thank You Water or educating, you know, women in Africa or whatever the charity is. Um, And that way, there's some skin in the game from the entrepreneur. They're like, well, I don't want to waste that $200, even though it's going to a good cause. I want to get my money's worth. And so they're more inclined to turn up and and to contribute. And the other thing is just to set the ground rules from the start. So to say things like, this is a safe environment. Whatever happens on these calls stays on these calls. Don't use any information against your competitors and, and don't share any of this information outside of this group because it's a sacred group. Um... And you know, no judgment here, and no competition. The, the only like the only way that we're going to get what we all want out of this is if we all make it an amazing group. One key distinction I always say at the start of all of our live events is this: when you come to a, any sort of mastermind, I know and I've been to enough of these over the years. I know that everyone's sitting here thinking, what? How is this going to transform my business? What am I going to get out of the next <laughs> right, two or right. three days? Right? Yeah, yeah. What is this going? What's in it for me? Now, if you imagine that there's 25 people in a hotel room for three days and we're all trying to take something out of the room, it's going to get pretty empty pretty quickly. Mm. So my advice would be just to shift your mindset now and ask yourself, how can you become the most helpful person in this room over the next three days? And just give as much as you can to everyone in the room. Because if we all give, then that rising tide is going to lift all boats, If you know to, to coin a, a, a phrase. So right at the start of the the um, the day we set that expectation and the other expectation we I set is we're all friends um, we all love you uh, there is no judgment here um, but uh, there'll be plenty of time during networking breaks to share your life story with each other when we're doing the work in the mastermind format try and avoid, telling us your life story, because if you do, we're just not going to get through everyone. So when we say, what are you trying to achieve over the next 90 days? Try not to start by saying, well, when I was three and I was bullied in <laughs> kindergarten, you know, you can have that conversation at dinner, right, right, or, right? Or or over lunch. And I want to have those conversations. I'd love to hear your life story, but not while we're in the room doing the work. Right. So you do need to put some by the way, I was bullied in kindergarten when I was three. Uh, it was very traumatic. I don't mean, <laughs> to, <laughs> I don't
0: mean to laugh. It's just. <laughs> no, I know. I know
1: It's true. Story. I think everyone was. Wasn't right, everyone? Yeah. Bullied pretty <laughs> sure. Pretty sure. Um, so just putting some boundaries in place to and all it is, it's not about having rules. It's about getting the best outcome for every for all the participants, you know, and if you mm. don't put those boundaries in place, then it's like you know, it's like herding cats. Right. So, um, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: I recently I recently did a video on this, sort of along these lines, it was called, this community is not for the taking, where, you know, I had a, an open dialogue with somebody on, on Twitter and, you know, he had mentioned like, well, you know, this community didn't give anything to me, you didn't support me, all these other people didn't support me. Um, and by support, he meant promote, right? Those were the sort of, uh, right. the sort of the, the key takeaways to that stuff. Um, I mean, the especially the WordPress community, uh, you know, people, a lot of people look at, and maybe not this particular individual, maybe he had a different sort of uh, uh, look at it, but I'm starting to see more and more of these sort of internet marketers targeting WordPress as as the keyword, right? You know, as like, hey, look, I can teach people this stuff um, and they can make, you know, $30,000 in a weekend. Uh, You know, the community really can't be looked at as your marketing target. Mm. Um, As a, you know, as a Facebook uh, pixel profile or whatever it's, you know, whatever it's called, audience, uh, pixel audience. uh, It's just not, it's not really fair because there are so many of us, you know, like yourself, like Corey Miller, doing great things uh, for the community at large, not just you know, how does Troy get more Twitter followers? That kind of yeah.
1: Thing. Well, it's like any, it's like you know, it's like any community. You know, I, my my rule is like the family barbecue test, right? So if your 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 sister comes to the family barbecue with her new boyfriend, and you say, "Oh, g'day, Paul, how you doing?" and he says, "Oh, yeah, good." And you say, "What do you do?" He says, "Oh, I'm a landscape gardener." Oh, great. Well, listen, if you need a website, here's my card. <laughs> That's a bit awkward, right? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't we have a beer? Let's talk about the baseball. Let's uh, bond over whatever we find in common. And once we've known each other a while, I might say, um, like this is this is a real example. I happened with my um, my wife's cousin. He's a landscape gardener, and he and you know after we'd known each other a, lot, a, a long time and we'd been to Christmas barbecues and stuff. He eventually said to me, dude, I'd love to get a website one day and, you know, any chance you could help me out. And I'm like, dude, of course, man, grab a six-pack of beer, come around to the office one Friday afternoon and we'll build something. And I built something for him in Beaver Builder. And when we needed some help at our place with a tree cut down, it's like, Andrew, can you come around and check this out? He's like, of course, because we're family and we have that mutual kind of Respect but if you if you tr- if you go in for the kill too early right. and a lot of people a lot of people do come into the wordpress community and They're like I get I get emails all the time from people wanting to launch products onto the wordpress community and they're like oh, You're a wordpress influencer and we'd like you to promote our thing to the wordpress following and I look at my whiteboard and go Wow, nowhere on my roadmap does it say <laughs> find random product from <laughs> random company i've never heard from and promote it to my audience right no right. and they don't ask me like you know how they can help me or you know they don't they don't even ask me what my business objectives are they just think because i have a microphone and a camera that i'm going to promote their thing and i'm like you know you get you to go do biz dev 101 it's about relationships it's not about promoting each other it's about relationships yeah and so when i want to run a mental health Conversation here. I reach out to you and Carrie because we have a relationship. We've hung out in real life. We know each other. Uh, you know, we have this conversation, and and of course, we're going to support each other because we're friends and we have that relationship.
0: Yeah. Uh, someday we're going to have to figure out how to how to collaborate on these emails because I get the same ones. Like, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, on your post uh, from 17 years ago, we we really like <laughs> that comment, but can you take a look at this this plugin? And it's just yeah, oh, yeah,
1: Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one, one final, question. you know, we should just like publish a page that says, if you want a WordPress influencer to promote your thing, this is what you should do first. Yeah, And just have a laundry <laughs> list of like how it's taken us all, you know, five or six years of flying around the country, going to events and meeting people and shaking hands and building relationships to get to a point where you've actually got a network of people who are going to support you. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There it, it, it really has to be a playbook for these folks. Um, yeah. Years ago, I think it's actually years ago, I think I can actually say that, uh, you did the future of WP um, or the future of WordPress, uh, the uh, live broadcast uh, where folks got together and uh, including Mullenweg on a few shows yeah. uh, to sort yeah. of talk about that. Any plans to sort of rekindle that and closing out? I mean, what do you, what do you see as yeah. sort of the future of, of maybe the product side of, of WordPress or, or whatever you see as in your crystal yeah. ball?
1: So what you're referring to is WP Think Tank, um, which was a live uh, stream um, call where I had a bunch of people on, and we talked about WordPress and uh, and you know the future of it. And um, it was fun. Um, It was something that became for me became a distraction, and I've learned that focus is really the only thing that matters um mm. focus 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 and if in doubt refer to rule one um so <laughs> so I, I let it go i let wp think tank go because it became a distraction and um, wh- what do i think the future of wordpress is you know i don't know matt it's, it's a good question i think i think wordpress will become less visible mm. in terms of the technology stack like it's just a tool at the end of the day and it's a great piece of software um it has a great community of users, something that I've never experienced anywhere else. Like you don't go to Salesforce conferences or Adobe conferences and have the same kind of experience and and you know uh, real kind of sharing that we do in the WordPress community. At least, not my experience anyway. Um, and I think part of the open source spirit is 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 partially responsible for the uh, the the really uh good natured spirit of the wordpress community i mean i just remember the first time i discovered the plugin repository and saw all those plugins supported by all those amazing developers i was just like holy man this is just an incredible place to be um the future i think is where we're like I, i think at some point wordpress will We'll, we'll, we'll have these kind of forks or offshoots of WordPress that serve verticals. So Noel Tock spoke a couple of years ago about how he said, I think he said 2016 was going to be the year of the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they did that with Happy Tables. It's been done in other verticals. Rainmaker have done a really good job of, you know, taking WordPress and building something on top of it. And I think, you know, I logged into my Facebook group analytics tool the other day. It's called Gritix. It's made out of France, G-R-Y-T-I-C-S.com, uh, and it analyzes the uh, the activity in your Facebook group. And I logged into the dashboard uh, the other day, and I'm like, this actually just looks really familiar. And I did a, you know, view source code, and sure enough, it's built on top of WordPress. So there, I think there are all these little things that are going to pop up um, as WordPress becomes uh, more popular as a development tool but i think the one of the biggest challenges wordpress has got is that it tries to keep a lot of people happy a lot of the time and i think that will eventually be a challenge that it has to overcome you know like the the bloggers are like we don't care about custom post types or pages and you know the developers are like you know open up the rest api let us do more stuff so i think it you know i don't know things like it seems like acf should be kind of part of core there's it seems like beaver builder should almost be part of core you know it seems like there's <laughs> you know conductor should be part of core there are all these things that that kind of make wordpress augment wordpress and make it more powerful and i think we'll see it evolve into more sort of deeper integrations into different workflows but i i actually think it will become less and less about wordpress and more about what you can do with wordpress at least that's my experience and maybe that's just because i'm Maturing in this space. But the other thing you've got to remember is that every single day, tens of thousands of people discover WordPress for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so you and I have been using WordPress for years now, but, you know, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, someone just discovered WordPress for the first time and their eyes are being opened and, you know, it, it has, I don't know, over 100,000 downloads a day or something ridiculous. So it's it's there's this huge tribe of new WordPress users coming into WordPress and discovering it. And when I discovered WordPress, it was like version 2.4. You right, know, it was right. nothing like it's now. Who <laughs> right. knows where it's going to be in three years time? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting space to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am like 99.99% there with you in terms of, uh, you know, I think there will be a fork and it might not be the fork as we know forks, but it might be a different flavor of things happening. I think we mm. see it, uh, especially with big web hosting companies sort of shifting the dynamics of WordPress like a GoDaddy where they have their own onboarding system they have their own themes they have their own plugins um, mm. they're, sort of, they're sort of shaping the experience of how somebody uh, experiences WordPress where it's not going to be the same way that somebody experiences WordPress if they went to download it from WordPress.org and selected their yeah. favorite web host
1: um, well you know and it has to because if you go to Squarespace I mean the, the onboarding absolutely. experience of Squarespace is completely different and you and I know how to use WordPress but you put someone who's never used it in front of it and watch them try and wrangle it and it's you know, it's a, it's a learning curve.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No. And, and I think that's the, that's going to be the major direction it goes in. And, uh, I really think that, uh, I hate the word interesting, but it's going to get interesting in terms of yeah. you know, of where WordPress goes. Oh man, Troy Dean, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Uh, man, I mean, just, I, I always enjoy catching up. I always seeing you, uh, enjoy seeing you in person for folks who don't know where they can find you, uh, where can they find you on the web to say thanks?
1: Uh, At Troy Dean on Twitter um, is where I'm pretty uh, active, Um, wpelevation.com if you're in the WordPress consulting space. And if you just want to sort of learn more about online business, uh, Rockstar Empires has a great Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group. We call it our Rockstar Empires community. Um, And that is just at facebook.com. Actually, it's if you go to rockstarempires.com slash facebook it'll take you to the Rockstar Empire's community group and it's a free um, uh, community group for online entrepreneurs to talk about all things awesome.
0: When is the next uh, WordCamp for you?
1: That's a very good question. Um, My wife is due to have our first uh, in about seven weeks. So, you know, see you later, buddy. I'll see you next yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm not sure I'm gonna be. Uh, not sure I'm. In fact, I got an email today from someone saying if I'm asking me if I'm going up to Word WordCamp Brisbane, um, and I don't think I'm going to be making it there. So I'm not sure I'm going to be doing a lot of travel in the next uh, next six months at least.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Definitely. Well, congratulations on that. It's an amazing experience. Um, and I mean, there's we could we have a whole other episode on that, but congratulations, yeah, yeah. my friend. MattReport.com uh, slash subscribe to stay connected. It's number one way to stay connected. If you do enjoy shows like this, you're going to be watching this on YouTube. Go ahead and like this video. Subscribe to the channel. And as always, a uh, five-star review on iTunes it helps us greatly. We'll see you in the next video.